Have you heard about the guys over at Chinook Seedery? They are the only sunflower seed company that is taking the time to connect with college athletes and trying to help them build their brand. They have eight flavors from mild to wild with way less salt and no sandpaper tone. So check them out today over at ChinookSeedery.com. Yo, what is up, everybody? It is time. It's time for the In Off the Bench podcast. I am Daniel Ball, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, my partners in crime, my brothers from other mothers, Jim Cross, Randy Jowers, and boys tonight. It's a big one. It's season seven premiere. We got episode one titled He's Got the Stuff coming at you. It's hot. And guys, we got Arkansas baseball star Hagen Smith joining us. He's going to talk to us about last season, a deep run to Omaha. He's going to talk about the fall. He's going to talk about his story from start to where they're at now because big things are headed to us from the Hogs in Fayetteville. And guys, Let's not waste any time. Let's get right to it. So help me welcome on to the show with the biggest interview and podcasting this week, our man, Arkansas baseball star, Hagan Smith. Yo, Hagan, thank you for joining us. It is an honor. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? Man, if I was any better, I'd be a hog myself. <laughs> so listen, man, we were originally supposed to do this thing last night, but you know, yeah. you had some other plans. You wanted to watch the national championship game, which I don't blame you, but yeah. any regrets pushing us off one day to watch that? Uh, 100%. That was a really bad game to watch. Did you? I mean, I think that I personally expected Georgia to win comfortably. I did not see him winning by 58, man. What about you? Yeah, I thought Georgia was going to win too, but I stopped watching at halftime. You didn't miss anything, but a lot more touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. Let me ask you a question, Hagan. I know you're all Arkansas, but if just real quick, do you think that Stetson Bennett is the most accomplished Georgia Bulldog in their history? Oh, God, I don't know. I don't really pay attention to that I much football, but I mean, I'll watch it every once in a while. Back-to-back titles from a walk-on as a, as a D1 athlete. What a story, though, right? I mean, yeah, that is pretty crazy. I mean, I think it's awesome that him and Tom Brady are both playing football at the age of 40-plus, so uh, it's cool. I I looked it up today, and the list of quarterbacks that are in the NFL that are in their fourth and fifth year that are younger than Stetson Bennett is completely wild. Yeah, I saw that too. Like six people. It's crazy. And then there's only like – there's a four or five more that are like six months older than him, like Josh Allen and all those guys. I I don't – I think – I don't know. It was a lot, man. It was a lot. Give me Connor. Man. Give me Connor Noland at quarterback <laughs> over Stetson Bennett. Hot take. Yeah. I gotta give it to my boy Stetquavius Lamar Bennett. He he balled when the when the when look when the big lights come on. Stetquavius balls. <laughs> so listen. So we're getting into a little bit of you, man. And this is kind of the first question we're gonna ask. Whether we'll know how this interview is gonna go, right? If you could pick just one, what's your favorite movie of all time? It can be sports, drama, comedy. Don't matter. Oh, uh, I guess sports movie. I'm gonna go Moneyball, and then just 
another movie would probably be have y'all seen source code yes i have i not. love that movie jake gyllenhaal yes yeah you hadn't seen that randy no i have not i have not i'll it's check confusing. it confusing but, oh, it's confusing. Look, I'm not very smart, man. I'm not either, but <laughs> I don't want to be on here tripping, man. All right. So the next question, you know, you're you're from Texas, so I don't know how this is gonna go. Favorite musician or band? Uh uh country, probably Co Wetzel. He's from East Texas. Indeed. And that's about it. I listen to country mostly. Oh, so many I mean, guests in a row. That, this country. Oh, it, it makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean, come on, man. But Bullet. Daniel, Daniel has to do country on the intros, and Daniel just isn't feeling the country. We need a guest to say rock or rap soon. I mean, nah, I, man, I'm country's the new to, thing. I, I got to mix up, I guess, like the the tonality of the intro because the way that I want to do it and country music just don't buy. It just <laughs> doesn't. It just doesn't go. Yeah. Well, not all of our guests are from Memphis like we are, so we got to adjust. <laughs> That's funny. We got to adjust. Very right. true. So listen, last question before I turn you over to DB. Favorite athlete, either currently or growing up, or both? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like watching Clayton Kershaw pitch, and DeGrom's pretty fun to watch, too. Yeah, they're DeGrom. pretty decent. Yeah. I've heard of those guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy, um, you know, Hagen, Clay, Kershaw and Degrom. Like, if you were to pick um, two guys, like you couldn't you couldn't pick two better guys. And yeah, when I when I was watching a little bit of you, to be honest, like I don't I don't want to fill your head up, but like those two guys came to mind. Like I'm looking at clips and I'm like, oh, dude, like. Those are the first dudes I was like, oh man, let me try to make a comparison here. And those two guys came to my mind. So kudos, kudos to you, man. You, you, you got it going on. So man, let's uh let's dive in here. Let's let's go all the way back. Let's rewind it. Take me back, man. Where are you from? I'm from Bullard, Texas. It's like a small town, kind of south of Tyler. Bullard, Texas. Like yeah. what kind of like what size is Bullard, Texas? Because when I think of Texas, we all think, you know, everything's bigger in Texas. I mean, it's, there's got to be some small towns in Texas, right? Yeah, it's pretty small. I'm from a 4A high school. Okay. All right. So, you know, what are your, what are the family dynamics? Like, are you, you got mom, dad, brothers, sisters? What's the household look like? I got mom, dad, stepdad, stepmom, and a younger sister. Gotcha. Gotcha. What are the age, age ranges there? How far apart are y'all? Uh, my sister's a sophomore in high school. Wow, so you're kind of setting the example, leading the way a little bit. I got you. Beating up some boys, good or bad. Yeah, I I, I I didn't want in high school with her, so. (laughs) But they know, they know, they know what's coming if they if they if they step out of line. Oh yeah. So obviously, you know, you're you're a high caliber athlete, and and as always, most high caliber athletes, they're, they're starting at a young age, but what age do you start playing? Not just baseball, but just sports in general. Oh God. I don't know exactly what age, but I know I started playing soccer and baseball pretty young. I guess most kids play soccer growing up, but, and I played basketball growing up too until about sophomore year of high school. I stopped playing soccer. I mean, basketball. Go ahead, DB. Ask him the real question. So, so let me ask you, look, I'm going to get to that. So first question, soccer. What was it about soccer where you're like, no, nah, I got to move on from this? 
Oh, I just did it because my parents like put me in as a young age, I guess, to get more athletic or something. I don't know. What would you say is the biggest negative in the game of soccer? So boring. I cannot watch soccer. Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> you got a fan you, of me. You, yeah. you, you, you do. Me too. It's it, not only is it that, but, um, you know, I'm prideful. I'm going to watch Team USA no matter what because, yeah. they, you know, I, I'm American, man. I, I want I want us to win. Oh, yeah. But I have a big problem with games that can end in ties. And I have a big problem when you decide, oh, we're going to end this game in basically a luck way with PKs. Yeah. Give me a break. Give me a break. There's got to be more creative and, like, more, like, arduous ways to figure out who's better or who wins the game other than, Here's the ball. Let's kick it. Hopefully the goalie gets lucky enough more times than the other goalie gets lucky enough to block kicks. So. Well, unfortunately, Daniel, this conversation that you and Hagen just had, my daughter just crossed Arkansas off the list of potential uh, SEC schools she's going to go to. So, <laughs> I mean, she might like ties. And all I know is that Arkansas, there's no ties. They don't do That's that. That's true. Y'all got y'all got one of the bad. You know what? You need to go watch the game. B Franklin, guest of this show, Arkansas star. She's a badass. Really, she, she is that. So well, hey, you know, Jim. I'll tell you this: if if, if your daughter goes and plays soccer anywhere, it doesn't matter, man. That's that's a <laughs> that's a high achievement, man. Oh man. yeah. So obviously, you know, we're going to get to you and, and, and you getting to the college route, but like, obviously you're, you're playing sports growing up, you're throwing soccer out there. You talk about basketball, you, you end up leaving basketball. Um, but you know, what was baseball, I guess, you know, as you got to high school, that was the only focus as far as athletics goes. Um, I mean, not really. I didn't really know, like, any, I never watched college baseball or anything growing up. And, like, I just kind of played for fun, honestly, until I started getting pretty good. So where did you go to high school? Bullard, Texas. Uh, Bullard High School. So Bullard High School, smaller, you know, mm -hmm. smaller town, 4A school. Um, you, you said, like, you didn't realize it right away that you had this, this talent. Yeah. Um, and I say talent, obviously, you developed it over time, but um you know was there a time in high school or was it after where you were like oh man like everyone else isn't quite as good as me or were you just kind of that humble guy where you're just like yeah i'm i'm pretty good yeah i was like that i mean i realized i was i could do something with baseball for the first time at 90 i, I was like oh, that's that's pretty hard for me because i never threw that hard growing up or anything i, mean, I threw hard but not really hard so it, i I guess it is true. Everything is bigger and, and better in Texas because you just threw throwing 90 out there like, oh, no big deal. I, I, I threw 90. I, I touched 90. No big deal. You know, but obviously we know Texas is known for Friday night lights. We know how big high school football is in Texas. I mean, we've seen the stadiums. We've seen the movies. We've seen the TV shows. What about baseball? Does baseball get any do? I mean, what's up? Big stadiums? Um, I th no, we have a small stadium, but I think playoff baseball gets a lot of fans. Not like we play in a district. We didn't really have that many fans. So what what what's the most number of fans you played in front of for high school? Um I'll tell I'll tell you mine. It was about twenty one. 
<laughs> Can you do something for me? Um, I probably played again in front of like 800 people, probably awesome. last year or something like that. Yeah, yeah it's made it's you true. feel bad, DB. Everything. I mean, I I'm being sarcastic. I I know there was 20 at least 21 parents that felt bad enough to come watch. Right. What he didn't tell you is like most of them were for the other school. It was crazy. Eight hundred is actually pretty impressive. You know, we were referencing yeah. that Hunter Elliott uh, Brady Tiger duel at Lewisburg, and uh, there was only like three hundred for that. Yeah, so we played at like a neutral site, and so like everyone around East Texas came and watched the game because our high school team was pretty good. Eight hundred is like seven hundred more than the Memphis Tigers. That's like a college, and they get I'm telling <laughs> Yeah, sure. So obviously, you know, getting getting into high school, man, you were you're tabbed the top high school lefty and the fifth best prospect overall in Texas. And that's by prep baseball report. You were the number five lefty in the nation, 36 overall prospect, according uh, to the prep baseball report. You were the number 81 overall player by baseball American, the 13th overall prospect in Texas and the number one lefty pitcher by perfect game. You know, obviously, when you talk prep baseball, you talk about, you know, perfect game, baseball America. Those are all credible, you know, ranking sources. Like, what is it like knowing, like, man, like when you look back on it now and you reflect, you're pretty damn good. Like, what what's that feel like? I mean, it was pretty cool at the time, but like you can't show any emotion about it or like boast about it or anything. You just try to get better. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you definitely earn these kind of rankings. So, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, not maybe the, the entire career, but, you know, at least some of the things in your senior season. Tied a state record with seven no-hitters, right? You only allowed two earned runs all season. Like, that kind of dominance is, like, really how you get on these 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 ranking systems, but I mean, it gave you the honor of the Tyler Morning Telegraph All East Texas Baseball Player of the Year for 2021. You were 11 and 0, a 0.19 ERA, 0.19 ERA, 168 strikeouts, 26 walks, seven hits in 73 innings. I feel like of those seven hits, those dudes just got flat out lucky. <laughs> I, I I don't see it. I don't see it any other way. Or they, whoever was scoring, they should have been errors, but they gave them a hit for it. So, I mean, what what were you doing during this time that made you so successful? And and this is the time, man. I want you to open up. I want you to be really honest and and brag about yourself because you've been humble all the way through. And and what is it, man? What were you doing? Tell me something. What is the the secret recipe? So my junior year before going in my senior season, I was recovering from Tommy John. And so all that rehab kind of got me pretty strong. I was doing legs mostly. And then my senior year, we got a new head coach, Robert Ellis. He used to be a big leaguer. He has two World Series rings. And so he's a pitch, he was a pitching coach, and he helped me a lot. So, I mean, what – obviously the rehab well, let's talk about that tommy john and, and we we have had many people on here and and a lot of pitchers a lot of big arms and you know tommy john always ends up coming up is you know to us tommy john has now become you know something that's you know almost like inevitable you're gonna get but also it's okay because 
usually guys bounce back and they're able to compete at the same level, if not at a more competitive level. So tell us in, in your eyes, like going through it, was there fear and anxiety about getting back or maybe achieving more after you had the surgery? Yeah, there's definitely some doubts, but you can't look at it that way as when you're getting surgery. You got to think of it as a plus. You get to go through rehab and get stronger and everything. And so I thought of it as a plus going through it. Gotcha. So, you know, obviously, you know, you had a new coach, you know, you, you, you did, you put in the work, you know, you came through the rehab. You also put forth the effort on the lower half. Um, you know, are you playing travel ball or because of the injury, like you couldn't play, like how did, how did travel ball factor into obviously the, the rehab plans, but obviously, you know, moving you to the next level. I played summer ball. Like my first big team was called the, uh, Academy. No. Yeah. Academy select sun devils. I played at them my sophomore year, had a good summer, went to area code and I was thrown in the bullpen before the game. Kind of, I was coming in relief and my first pitch on the mount, game mound, I like, I'd like felt a snap in my elbow and I kept pitching for like three innings. And after the game, I was like, how hard is that throwing? And they're like, 82 i was like and my arms started swelling up and i was i was kind of freaking out at the time but it's it's a little different you know when you're when you're touching 90 and then you get out there and you you feel like you're throwing 90 but it's saying 82 and yeah now all of a sudden there's some issues you got some swelling um you know it's amazing like you're you got the confidence to come back and fight through that a little bit of adversity, you know, early on, which is probably a good thing. Um, you know, at what point though, do you begin to come back your a hundred percent or better than where you left it? And at what point then do colleges start going, Hey Hagen, like you need to come, come play with us. So I got my first offer when I was actually originally committed to Oklahoma state um uh summer going into my sophomore year of high school and then i don't know if you know james valade he used to be a coach there he left and then i think i just committed way too early and i just i just wanted to reopen my recruitment whatever and just see my options again and i still had oklahoma state in mind because i like the school and everything but i just kind of open up and see what other options i had and what irony you left us with by going yeah. from there to somewhere else yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, now hearing that and, you know, obviously we'll, we're going to get down to, you know, last season. But, um, you know, Oklahoma State, let me ask you this. Were there any other schools other than, you know, when you opened up this, you know, your recruitment again, where you said Oklahoma State, you were you would still go there. But were there any schools other than Oklahoma State and Arkansas that you were thinking about? So I took a visit to AM. I took a visit to Florida. And then after that, I kind of just wanted to go to Arkansas after I've been here and everything. So I just didn't go anywhere else. That's natural. If I went to Gainesville, I'd immediately take the next school afterward. I mean, it's 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 a good thing you didn't because yeah. we would have never been here right now. <laughs> Facts. So let me ask you this. You you mentioned, you know, the coach at Oklahoma State. You know, he ended up leaving. 
but to me it sounds like you know after hearing you say you know i i committed too early you opened up if he had stayed would you you still feel like you would have just went there or would you have opened up and seen what's out there again i still think i would have opened up again because i mean after that kind of opened my eyes like well i committed way too early because that was my first offer and i committed the next day i remember throwing a tournament there and i committed the next day i was just so excited and i didn't know because that was my first big thing i've ever done so i just committed man that's interesting and you know a lot of a lot of men or women we have come on here they end up sticking because they feel obligated because um they give that that commitment but you know as you said it was too early and not going to a much better option as bad as it sounds now in this case Oklahoma State is a great option regardless but in a lot of uh cases they end up picking a much lesser school when they could have went to a much bigger school and had more success right out the gate so it's always an interesting dynamic and it's funny we we brought up my daughter she started getting offers and stuff and I started telling her exactly what we hear on this this uh podcast all the time I'm like hey that's great don't start picking schools yet we got a long way to go in this process um but, you know, for you, you get to Fayetteville, you know, which is an awesome campus. What is, you know, it like you're going there? It's got these amazing facilities everywhere. It's this beautiful campus. Are you more excited or are you more nervous? I was really excited because when we tour in the campus and all the facilities, I was kind of like, wow, I mean, this is the best that you're going to get anywhere. Yeah, no, I mean – it was actually when Brady Tiger started posting pictures and sending uh of the facilities, I was like, man, I was like, if I'm a baseball player, I could I could see why well, obviously I've been a bomb walker, but I just, you know, the weight room and everything else in between. Yeah. I was like, my God. That's um, and for a guy like you who was who works out legs, admittedly, said so. <laughs> hey, it's the weight room is your thing. So um, now what I want to know is something I added a new question to this season because guys always bring up their roommates and always ends up with good stories. So I want to know who ended up being your roommate or roommates. Uh, last year I was roommates with Austin Ledbetter, Drake Vernado, and Vincent Trapani. And you said last year, so do you got a new set this year? Uh, I'm still room with Austin, and then one of my friends from home he transferred here just to go to school, and he's our roommate too. So between both years and obviously early in this, uh, you know, second one, who's the dirtiest roommate you've had? Be honest. Come on. Austin. With it. Austin? And yeah, he's the one that sure. stuck around. You got yeah, the he's, dirtiest He's my roommate on the road, too, so. Oh, man, that's rough. Are you, uh, anyway, collegiate baseball newspaper freshman All-American, perfect game freshman All-American second team, freshman All-SEC team. You went 7-2 and two with a 4.66 ERA you had 90 Ks, but you had 46 walks, two really huge saves, which we'll get into. Um, before we get into the season itself, you know, reading off these numbers, did you meet your expectations you came into Arkansas with? Oh, yeah, for sure. My expectation coming in was just a pitch. I don't care how much or anything. I just wanted to pitch a little bit. Yeah, and so you bring that up, and so, you know, right out the gate, you end up a weekend starter. Now, we know a lot of things happened. Obviously, Peyton's injury really moved some things around, um, you know. So is that a conversation that that happened right after, you know, Peyton got hurt, you know, addressing all you guys and talking about that weekend rotation, and you kind of found out where you were going to be? So, I mean, we addressed it and stuff, and we felt like everyone feels really bad for him. I wish we could have had him last season. It would have helped a lot. 
But I mean, that's just another opportunity for me. Like if you're looking at it from a personal side, like it's just a business at the same time as a team. So it's just like another reason for you to go work for a weekend spot. Yeah. And so you get that weekend spot and you come out that first Saturday versus Illinois State and you shine. So, I mean, what it feel like, man, towing the rubber that that very first opening weekend and uh, and getting a W? It was crazy. I had no idea what to expect that game. I was nervous. Before the game, I like rushed my pre-throw and everything. And I was like 15 minutes early for my bullpen. They had to slow me down. Hey, ain't a bad thing to be excited. Uh, but, you know, you talked about with Daniel, we were talking about the adversity of the injury. You know, adversity is always a good thing to uh, have to learn from and overcome. And for you, it happened with your second game. You guys go to Round Rock and you struggle against Stanford, who's an amazing team. So, um, I mean, if you're going to struggle, it's a team definitely um, that it could happen to, especially for a freshman. Um, do you think you needed that early test and adversity to help you to get through the rest of the season? Oh, for sure. That was kind of like welcome to college game right there. What was it like at Round Rock? I've never been. Oh, it was freezing cold there. The whole <laughs> weekend, it was like 20 degrees. So you decide you're going to be SEC Freshman of the Week and have your best regular season performance against my beloved LSU Tigers. Um, so I got to know, man, uh, against a, a lineup that has Dylan Cruz and Jacob Barry and many other names, you know, what was it like to throw seven scoreless innings against those boys? It was really cool. I mean, coming in, everybody knows their lineup. They're super stacked. I mean, it, I just felt really good. What was uh What was Bomb Walker like that weekend for LSU? Was it Was it electric? Oh, it was. It was packed. I'm sure it's always gonna be packed when LSU comes. Yeah, but you coming to us this year? But <laughs> yeah, that to be talked about later. So you know, I'm not gonna let you off the hook though, because you decided to have your best game against my team. And obviously, we were talking about Florida earlier for a reason. Um, there's yeah. not a team that we all dislike more. And you decided that you're going to have your worst game against Florida. What's up with that? I have no idea. <laughs> He's got no was, answers for me. He's just going to yeah, say no that idea. Bad. That was definitely <laughs> my worst. All right. So with that, you also, you know, keeping it honest, you struggled down the stretch of the season against Bama and Vandy and even into the first regional game against Oklahoma State. Um, you know, what was what was the issue and what was the mentality, especially because it would end up uh, making you go from starter to the bullpen? Yeah. So when I moved to the bullpen, I think my first bullpen game was against Alabama. I came in for two outs, struck a guy out and then I came back out and I gave a home run and the hit and I got pulled. So I was like, oh, my God, hopefully this, hopefully I do better than this in the bullpen. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I mean, once again, overcoming adversity, your struggle set you up for a redemption story is you would, um, you know, get the save that would send you all to super regionals. Um, you know, a lot of people around the country talk about that, you know, that regional saying that it was arguably the best one last year, um, you know. What was it like, and, and and would you agree? I mean, obviously you weren't at the other ones, but, I mean, did did you just feel like that regional was absolutely amazing, aside from the fact that you won it in general? Oh, for sure. Oklahoma State was unreal that weekend. I mean, every team was, too. I think if they would have beat us, they would have been close to winning it all. They would have gave Ole Miss a run for their money. So you talk about, you know, you were originally committed to Oklahoma State. What does it feel like? Do you feel really good or do you kind of feel bad when you beat the team that, you know, you decommitted from? Uh, once we won that regional, I mean, everyone's on highs. But, I mean, I love their campus and field. That was the best field we played all year, in my opinion. 
All right. So outside of your save, what was your favorite moment? Um, for me, I'll just tell you, and maybe it's the same one. It's got to be, uh, you know, Jalen, the deep into the night grand slam. Um, yeah. I love that Arkansas put it in their top five. But for you, was it was that it or was it something else? Yeah, that's up there. And then the walk off to go to uh, Omaha. Absolutely. So, you know, y'all punch y'all's ticket to, to the Super Regionals, go to Chapel Hill, where you're ultimately going to punch your ticket to Omaha. Um, you come to Arkansas, and Arkansas has these expectations set, right? I mean, it, it is Omaha or bust when you go to a school like that and you play for a coach like Van Horn. But did you really see yourself in your freshman season not only going to Omaha but playing a significant role in why y'all got there? Um, not at first, but um, when I first got here, I mean, all the guys are super nice to me and stuff, and they set a standard for all the young guys so we knew what to do. Who was uh who was the guy that had the most influence on you, like from a mentorship role? Probably Connor, for sure. No doubt. I could I could definitely see that. And I mean, I'm I imagine because every every Arkansas pitcher we've had come on talk about Michael Turner. I mean, that's gotta be awesome having a guy oh, with yeah. experience behind the plate. So you get the start against Ole Miss in uh Omaha in front of that absolutely electric crowd. Um, you know, when you're in that atmosphere, you're in Omaha, you know. Are you are you calm and cool because you know you've done been through regionals and super regionals or is it just a little bit extra you know nerve wracking? Um, I think you're a little nervous, not nervous like antsy to go. And I think once you're the first pitch, you're you're fine. Everything kind of goes away like before the game, all the crowd and everything. You really can't like you really don't know what's going on. Well, what it feel like to get that W when it was all said and done in that game? It was good, but I wish we could have won the next game after. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Y'all y'all come up short, um, but obviously, I mean, uh, a season worth being proud of. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't like the whole silver lining or, you know, moral victories. But, man, um, we talk about on this show all the time, just to get to Omaha within itself is something. And um, to make it as far as y'all did into it and, um, you know, go with the champion as far as y'all did, um, it's a great accomplishment. But, you know, what was the, you know, what was the ultimate uh, message from, from Coach after the season was, was done? We'll be back, basically. <laughs> I mean, it was I mean it was pretty tough losing that game, knowing all the older guys are gonna leave, all the guys you kind of looked up to your freshman year. It was tough. It was like Terminator, all yeah. back. So obviously talking about coming back, you start off the season at Globe Life Field and our our guy, producer of the program, Jim Cross, will be in attendance. But uh, how excited are you, first of all, to meet Jim? Very exciting kind of thing. But how excited are you there, Are you to play there uh, against such big competition? Obviously, you got Texas, TCU, uh, and familiar opponent, Oklahoma State. I'm super excited. I'm ready to see our team play an actual game this year. I think we're really, really good this year. And we're going to play good teams, so it's going to be fun. Absolutely. I think we had a uh, – a Twitter space. I don't know if you know what that is, but basically we were just on the talking baseball the other night. A lot of people were picking you guys uh, to be kind of a – it's weird to say a sleeper, but as just we've gone on, we see Dave Van Horn, the teams, you lose talent every year and they're just right back. So I think the, the standard is, like you said, to be back, compete for championships. But what series outside of Globe Life and starting the season are you most excited about this year? Oh. Um, honestly, any SEC away series, I love going to other places. It's cool to see their parks and everything. 
away series. Look, I'm gonna come. I'm com- I'm coming. I've made up my mind. I'm coming to Fayetteville. Yeah. Tennessee rolls into town. I've I have not been to Fayetteville for a baseball game, so it'll be my first time. So I, oh, I'm, yeah. gonna come, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come see. Well, I'll say this. You know, per my opinion, um, I think it goes in order of. Um, Duty Noble, then Baum Walker, then the box as far as the best stadium. So you're playing at the other two, and obviously yeah. the, the third one is your home. So you're going to get to experience the three best stadiums, in my opinion, this year. Yeah, I'll be fun. So what personally, I mean, with all the success you, you've had, I mean, obviously you enter the off season, you hit the fall, you know, but what is the one thing personally that you – have been improving on or you go, you know, I need to get better at this for this season. In order for us to win it all, I have to do this better. Um, I think personally I'm going to try to – my command has been my biggest thing this year and my changeup. And I also added a cutter like last week, and I just threw lives today and I felt good. Yeah, I didn't bring it up earlier when I brought up your strikeouts because I wanted to wait and see if you would say it when Daniel asked this question. Yeah. But, I mean, the walk's got to come down, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. That was bad. Okay. I was kind of just throwing last year. No, no freebies, man. Yeah, so, for sure. So, talk to us. I mean, obviously, you know, we we talk about it all the time. And, and you know, every year we get to the point where, all right, well, what do you got to have to to make deep runs? And obviously, one of those things is you you got to score runs, but also you got to have a deep staff. I mean, you just, you just have to. Uh, when you're talking about having to win, you know, three game sets and 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 get to Omaha at some point, and you you you've got to you're playing for your life really on a, on a day to day basis. You're playing back to back, and you even might play two in a day. Um, you know, talk to us about the pitching staff and who are some people that maybe we don't know that we need to know. Well, y'all know Hunter and Cody because they've been on here, I think. Um, we had a freshman, Gage Wood, really good. Parker Coyle's a freshman. And then my roommate, Austin, he's pretty good too. He's just um, dirty, but he's pretty good. <laughs> he's re- who else? I mean, everybody's super good. Another freshman, Ben Bybee, he's really good. So let me ask you, I got a question in regards to, um. so is Brady, as the way it looks right now, obviously you're not the coach, you'll make decisions. I mean, is it is he going to stay in that closer role, does it look like, coming into the season? You know, I was thinking that too the other day to myself. I really have no idea what's going to go on this year. I think it's going to change all the time. Yeah, you are keeping that close to the vest, and and, and that was yeah, we one of my biggest know. questions. That's DBH, man. He don't even tell himself. It, yeah, yeah it, he pulls them out of a hat. I think <laughs> he could. He's honestly. like, "Hey, again, you're you're you got tonight's game." Yeah. What? L- l- let me ask you this. You know, obviously, you know, philosophies are different, and and DBH is is you know very successful and and one of one of the greatest baseball minds out there, but. What is the talk when you guys start a game? Is it just try to get you through six or seven, try to pitch a CG, or do the best you can, and I'm going to pull you when I feel like the next guy's ready or you don't have it? Like, what? what is the message when you go to take the rubber on a start? 
Uh, Coach Van Horn's pretty quiet on game days, I'd say, for the most part. I mean, at least the pitchers. I don't really see him until I go down there for, like, before the game. But I think that we try to go as far as you can efficiently to get your bullpen rest, especially on the weekend series. If you can go seven innings, that's really good for the bullpen to go for the next couple of days. Is it is it an inning thing? Is it a pitch count thing? When he's when he says go out there and do your best, like what are they looking for? What's what like if you're cruising and it's just a tight game at you know at, at what point do they go? All right, you know we we got to make a change here. Uh, I think when you start struggling a little bit, unless especially if it's deeper in the game. What was your highest or, pitch count last year? I don't know. Maybe against LSU. Well, when you're dominating, so he was like, "We'll just leave him in all yeah. nine. Like, just go ahead and keep rolling." Yeah, it's all good, man. Yeah, ride that hot hand. That's right. Yeah. Well, Hagen, man, I'm I I'm wishing you do the best of luck. Um, you know, we all three, we we definitely got you guys uh, back in Omaha. No pressure. Um, but I I don't think there is pressure when people say that because I think when you signed to go to arkansas that is the expectation right yeah for sure i mean once you get here you don't stop working until the season's over and you still keep working after that honestly until the next season no absolutely that is the standard when they talk about standards of of sec coaches obviously dave van horn's at the top of that list but enough about that hagan we're gonna play a little game and if you've listened to our episodes before you probably know the rules but i'm gonna say them anyway it's this or that. So I'm going to give you two options. The only rules are you can't say neither and you can't say both. Are you down? I'm good. Let's do it. All right. All right. We're going to start off with a, you know, a little softball. I'm going to lob one up there. Android or iPhone? iPhone. iPhone. Let me tell you something. If I text somebody and they got green bubbles, I block them immediately. Yeah, my dad used to have an Android for the longest time. Mm-mm. No, you tell him, if, look, let me get, get my boy Hagen some NIL deals. Everybody he knows getting an iPhone. Yeah. Daniel right. still got a flip phone. Daniel still got that that cricket one. <laughs> Flippity. All right. So better hair flow, you or Hunter Holland? Oh, I just cut mine like before I came up and break. So I think Hunter's is pretty good right now. His is super long. Okay. All right. Well, okay. All right. So we're gonna go with this. Okay. Obviously from Bullard, Texas, right? Every Texan they love, they don't love nothing in the world like they love Texas, right? College or high school? You talk, what are you talking like college? Just what? in general, like just life in general. Like you're the man in high school. Now you're like the man on the baseball team, right? But college or high, just the life. College for sure. College for sure. All right. Better feeling after a strikeout when you off speed and get them off balance, a swing and miss, or just straight cheese fastball they can't catch up to? Off speed. Off speed, making them look silly. Randy, I, do you – so, Hagan – Quick, do you now that you're working on a cutter, is it gonna be is it gonna feel better if you strike someone out on a pitch like that, or you still want to just just blow them away? I mean, I don't know. I mean, honestly, any strikeout helps, but I think I'm gonna try to get some on the cutter this year for sure. Get them, get them. All right, next question: any concert or any? Oh, excuse me, any concert or any sporting event? Which one? Uh, it's just sporting event. Okay, what sporting event would you of all the sporting events? Which would you choose? 
a Rangers game seven World Series. Rangers game. Okay, that's a first. Yeah. We, we've had some, we've had some, we've had baseball. I think we've had World Series, but never Rangers game seven. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Who wins the Super Bowl, AFC or NFC team this year? Um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs win it all because Patrick Mahomes is like, his hometown's like five minutes from my hometown. That, that East Texas boy. Yeah, not if they play Cincinnati along the way. Joey, <laughs> Joey B gonna bust that ass. Nah, not not gonna happen, buddy. So who's your who's your favorite NFL team, or do you have one? Cowboys. There you right. go. I mean, there, there you go. Is there another answer in Texas? Did we just uh, become best really. friends? I mean, you could be the Texans fan. Nobody's a Texans fan. I'm saying if you want to be miserable, you can do it. Yeah, I mean it's hard being the Cowboys fan sometimes. It should be hey, hard. Y'all uh, haven't won anything since before you were born. Just wait. I'm, I'm going. And I'm only to saying the game. that's a DB. I'm going to the game Monday night. So, like, okay. it's it, it could be just, you know, just misery, and I'm going to choose Will to put you be? myself through it. Let yeah. me, like, where do you live right now, DB? In Tampa. Okay. And who is your second team? The Bucks. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, how miserable are you going to be? I'm going to be pretty miserable. Trust <laughs> me. Trust me when I say yeah. this. I, look, I can there, tell you. There's not a game one that the Cowboys wouldn't like. I'm gonna be decked out. Trust me when I say this. <laughs> if they lose, I, I will not want the Bucks to win another game. Oh, and they probably. To be honest, they probably won't. I don't think they will. They, anyway. They'll do. They'll do what Aaron Rodgers does, and they'll play the Cowboys and be damn near perfect, and then turn around and not even look like they have a clue the next game. <laughs> Oh well, okay, yeah. Let's let's move on. Would you okay. rather? Would you, Hagen? Would you rather see the future or change the past? Oh, see the future for sure. What do you want to see, man? I don't know, but I would never want to change the past because that's supposed to like change the future too. If you I, change something in the past, that's some deep shit right there. <laughs> some good stuff. It could. All right, last question. I'm gonna let you off the hot seat. Massive success. On by accident or modest success on purpose? Probably on accident because you can make a bunch of money on accident. Perfect, perfect. So usually people say like, "Oh, I want money, you know, I want to do it on purpose. I want to earn it." And then I put it back to them and I say, "If I was to give you a hundred million dollars or had let you earn twenty million, which are you going to choose?" Yeah, for sure, hundred million. Yeah, take the hundred million. But I'll tell you what: what is eighty percent, ninety percent of people say I want to earn my twenty million, and now they got eighty million less dollars. <laughs> Who's very, doing that? Very prideful. There's, there, there's very prideful people out there, Hagen. They just, they just, they feel like they're taking the easy way. Which, if somebody's giving me money, I'll take the easy way all day. Oh, for sure. So, all right, man. Anything before you bounce out of here? Anything you want to plug or promote? I don't think so. See, I. I it's a good thing I'm prepared. Every time we have these high-level college athletes that, you know, we ask anything you want to plug or promote, everybody's like, nope, I'm good. Every now and then we'll get, you know. Hey, the, the last one or... that had a good one was was Tommy White. He goes to LSU, so always big things coming from the Tigers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, but that that's not about him. So let, let, let me hit everybody with, with some truth here. If you want to know about Hagen Smith, and you just want to see him on a random Tuesday night on in off the bench because he's going to share it out there. You're going to see. 
Or you want to see what he's doing on a Thursday night. Maybe he's hitting the books. Maybe he's at study hall. Who knows? Maybe he's getting ice cream. There's no telling. Go on over to Instagram at HaganSmith33. Or if you want to see him on the diamond, you want to see him with the Razorbacks doing work. Go on over to at RazorbackBSB. Hagan, my man, we wish you nothing but the best. We hope, you know, you guys make another deep run. And, you know, if, if, if the stars align and things fall the way that you, you guys hope, maybe you're hoisting the national championship this year and we'll bring you back on and we'll talk about it. Yeah, that's the plan. Absolutely. That's Hagan Smith, everybody. And if you like hearing his story or you just like hearing us average Joes talk X's and O's, please like, share the podcast on Facebook, retweet us on Twitter. Try not to be so so negative or mean. We got Jim trying to work on his Twitter game. He's trying to hold back, be in reserve, but you know he, he's still doing his thing. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, comments, ratings, feedback, likes, hugs, hearts, all that good stuff is always welcome. And guess what? We'll be back tomorrow night. We got episode two coming at you. We're going to be talking about Ole Miss baseball. We're going to be talking about what it's like you know, being on the, the defending national champions, what the pressure is, what the coach's mes- message is. But more importantly, we're going to get the story of Grayson Sonnier. So this has been the End Off the Bench podcast. As always, remember, strong body, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We're out. <laughs>